I said settle down. The laughter and cheering subsided as if launched from a cliff. Beatrax swept his gaze across the long table, where perhaps forty guests were seated, attention now focused wholly on him. The remainder of the crowded ground floor of the fighting cocks lowered their voices to a murmur as everybody turned towards Beatrax, who had climbed somewhat shakily onto a three-legged stool. The roaring fire in an ornate stone fireplace some seven feet high pumped out heat and light and cast Beatrax's shadow against the far wall near the long bar, escalating his already impressive stature to that of a giant. Beatrax puffed out his chest. Time for a speech, it is, he said, deep bass voice, rumbling like a clash of titans entering battle. God's not another one, cursed someone from the crowd, as a good-hearted chuckle ran through the friendly gathered throng. Careful, lad, lest I knock out your teeth, warned Beatrax somberly, swaying a little, his tankard clamped in a shovel-like fist, the knuckles heavily scarred, the backs of his fingers and hands tattooed with military script. Looks like somebody already knocked out yours. More laughter, which quickly subsided when Beatrax gave that stare. Anyways, continued the bristling axeman, I'd just like to ask all you fine people and comrades here to raise your tankards, cups, glasses, and soup bowls to my best mate, Dake, and his lovely wife, Janti Tal. There she is, that slim and beautiful one over there, <laughs> he hiccuped, who, on this very day, five years back, took the bravest plunge of them all, braver than any frontline mud-orc charge, braver than facing any horse-beast massacre, braver than cleaning any type of street-fed cesspit. Yes, men and women are the cocks. They decided to get wed. The entire tavern's populace cheered, and many patrons slapped their fellows on the back. There were a large number of hugs. Love was in the air. Love and wine fumes. Dake grinned around like a man possessed, and Jaunty Tal, slender, elegant, with long black hair tied back, her steel eyes sweeping the room, stood and waved her hands for quiet. Thank you. Thank you all for coming, she began. Beatrax belched, wobbled again on his stool, then plummeted to the ground in what turned into a rather comical half-dive, half-roll, which saw him practically put his head into the roaring flames. More laughter chased wood smoke and good humour around the large tavern room, and Beatrax scrambled back from the roaring blaze on all fours, his tankard lost in the throng, face as red as his big bushy beard and shaggy head of hair. Embers sizzled in his beard, and a friend suddenly threw ale in the large axeman's face. Steam sizzled. Beatrax lifted both his clenched fists in a traditional pugilist's pose until Talon leapt forward, his slender arm half-encircling Beatrax's broad shoulders, and he managed to achieve eye contact. Whoa, big man, go easy there. You are about to suffer a head engulfed in flame. Why? Your beard, man. It was smoldering. Your bush was about to ignite. A harsh way to achieve a shave, I'd wager, even though so many here believe you need it.
This friend here was simply saving your dignity and your pride and joy. So go buy him an ale instead of pummeling his undeserving features, right? I right then, Talon, nodded Beatrax, slapping the worried-looking dowser on the shoulder. That I will, that I will. Jaunty was well into her tale by the time Beatrax regained focus and was saying, chose the most romantic way to propose, under the saviour oak in Peace Lily Square, with the scent of flowers in our nostrils, the full moon illuminating everything with highlights of silver. I was blessed and honoured, touched and in love. Therefore, as he stared up with those big sad eyes, I felt compelled to say yes to his most honourable proposal. So, nothing to do with his huge fortune then, eh?